Ours is not the struggle of one day, one week, or one year. Ours is not the struggle of one judicial appointment or presidential term. Ours is the struggle of a lifetime, or maybe even many lifetimes. And each one of us in every generation must do our part, says John Lewis. Welcome back this season two of Being Heard, Two Black Women, Coffee and Conversations. I'm Leah, and with me is my co-host, Dana founder of Black Iowa News. Hey, Dana, how you doing? Hey, Leah. Good afternoon. Well, today we are going to have a conversation about most recently the Florida shooting that has occurred. Where are you at on hearing about yet another shooting risking the lives, I believe, three Black people? Well, first, I'm going to start off by reading a statement from race forward on the shooting, which I think is sets it up really nicely. It says, following a mass shooting at Dollar General in Jacksonville, Florida, where three Black patrons were killed, race forward has issued the following statement. Our hearts go out to the families impacted by the mass shooting this weekend in Jacksonville, Florida, as this country grapples with yet another senseless, racially targeted shooting. We grieve the families whose lives have been changed forever. That this shooting occurred on the weekend of the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington is a testament that this country remains racially divided and driven by white supremacist ideas. It's also a reminder and impetus of the urgency of the work that must be done to secure the dream that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke of decades ago. The shooter indicated in a manifesto that he wanted to kill Black people, and armed with the Glock and AR-15 rifle, he was able to terrorize a community with his ideology of hate. The shooting not only impacted the victims and their families, but also terrorizes communities of color across this country who are vulnerable to similar targeting. For all the people who say that dialogue on racial equity and teaching about race and racism is unnecessary, this latest mostly racially motivated attack suggests otherwise. It's important for all Americans, not only to know our history, but also learn how to overcome it and build bridges to advance a just multiracial society where we can all thrive, prosper, and live. And I think that statement, It has a lot in it, and it underscores what we already know, um, and that is that our safety is kind of at the will of the crowd. Um, As a Black woman, I know I am constantly, have always been. I I can't remember a time where I I wasn't uh, making sure of where the exes were, where I, you know, peeped out people acting strangely, where... You know, you think back to like um, the first like really big school shooting Columbine, you know, where you had the trench coats and the bags. You know, I've (laughs) always uh, paid attention to people moving weird around and and just moving throughout society. I think as black people, we know we we have no choice but to pay attention. Mm -hmm. We have no choice but to understand that something tragic could occur just because of the color of our skin, something we have no control over. Um, so it, it, it saddens me, yet it angers me that 
the very people stoking the flames of this kind of hate um, continue to do so. What's your thoughts, Leah? Looking back at just schools in general, just talked to a girlfriend um, back home and her son is at a charter school and they're being asked to not only change what they can or cannot wear uniformly to their uniform, they must also start wearing uh, clear backpacks as well as they're installing a metal detector. And when she said that to me, I'm like, something has had to have happened in this particular area, not to, you know, for privacy measures, but back to like, in general, Florida, I don't like feeling like I got to always be hyper vigilant about my surroundings. Um, as you mentioned, the, the exits, you know, knowing where people are in place, constantly looking to see who's where, because at this point, we don't know who's capable of being violent. And that mm-hmm. being what I want to say, was it the Dollar General, correct, that this happening? Like those stores are particularly in neighborhoods that are your typical food deserts. So who are typically going there? The fact that you went in there, that's just racist to me right there within itself. Number one, that you targeted a place that people already have to shop at because of location. Now, what does that do? Do I now not go shop near where I live anymore and then figure out how to shop somewhere outside of where I could maybe not, I'm not saying for all, but maybe I have traveling, don't have car or some type of transportation and get me somewhere. How significant in this? I wonder why we haven't heard from a Dollar General spokesperson. If we have, I haven't heard of anything, but just the fact of seeing like um, particular people running for president, you know, you're jumping in there, but you've been a part of the problem in the narrative of making things okay. I feel like the target is on our back again. We can't escape it. You know, if we do right and do these things, here we come along again, being faced in the middle of a political game, you know, and to be honest, my, my, my sentiment is I just see it as genocide. I see it as there's some threat here with my existence and I don't like how that feels. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was Dollar General this time and it could be you know, any number of places the next time. The thing is, the thing is that it's happening, that it's happening more and more. Like I was in the grocery store recently and as I walk through minding my own business, I hear people talking loud, talking loudly. And uh, I had passed by a white man who he had a bag and I don't know, he was having a disagreement and I walked on you know, like, well, it's not my problem. But mm-hmm. then I paused, like, you know what? I better pay attention to what he's doing, how, you know, how this is escalating. And it's just, um, it says a lot about our society that this is how we have to live. This is no way to live um, as Black people always worried about what some white person is going to do to us. And, but the the thing is, you know, it, it is how we're living. It's how we we've probably always lived and the frequency of these shootings is what really brings it home to us we keep seeing black people you know on in these news stories crying and you know wailing and um the tragedy keeps befalling us and quite frankly uh 
the presidential candidates, they couldn't care less about this. It's a soundbite. It's a mm-hmm. chance for them to get out with some fake platitudes. Um, but they're going to get in these offices if they get in, and they're not going to do. They're not going to do anything to change it. And then from the platforms that they have, the platforms um, pumping out more hatred into our society. Um, how are you going to fix a problem that you're stoking and creating? And so, um, you know, you have a lot of conversations going on right now about how do we fix this? What do we do? You know, do we arm up? You know, and it, it's just, it's a lot to to carry this. Um, I've been writing a lot recently about Black maternal health and, and its intersections with everything else. And one of the things um, that, I've learned in doing that is how stress, how we carry stress and how it affects our health. And one of the things that um, was recently a study talked about how um, mothers can actually pass that stress on through their DNA to the child. And that really just took me back because you think about all the stress that you carry as a black woman um, in the society, you carried it at work. You carry it in the hospitals and grocery stores, everywhere you go. There's some pushback to our very existence, the color of our skin, everywhere we go. And you think about passing that along, you know, to uh, to a fetus. It's just like it. That was like so, um, just illuminating to me. But yet, how horrible! It's a sad indictment on this country. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, we're not to blame because. We're we're the ones being victimized by this racial terror that's been present since the very foundations of this country. And all these centuries later, we're still the recipients of that hate. Hatred that we had nothing to do with. Hatred that, quite frankly, white people um, created and perpetrate for their own gain. So it's... I, my heart goes out to the people in Jacksonville and my heart goes out to all of the other people this has happened to and the ones in the future, because we know that this white supremacy, um, the, the ideology it, is not dying out. And um, people used to say that, well, you know, the young people will change this. The young people aren't going to carry forward these I- ideas and look around. That's not the case either. So, you know, what's your thoughts on where do we go forward from here? I think my thoughts are it's not going to be as much progress because it's such a big anti-blackness. I really feel like if we actually take it for what it is, this is terrorism on American soil towards other humans. It just reminds me of a lot of times when you see the things that have happened in um, Pakistan and how they are being driven out. Those things that are happening in Pakistan are the same things that happen here in America. We just call it something different. But if you actually compare it, you look at it, it's just the same similarities, just done differently. Um, but I think we got to address it there, you know, at that part. I mean, the resurrection, not resurrection, but insurrection that happened earlier last year before our last president who got arrested for now, I guess. Um how that got incited. I feel like during that particular presidential time, people really thought for some reason racism just disappeared. And it was like, no, it's been here. It's just coveted and caught something else. I really think even in our like education system, 
it is invisible segregation happening there as well when you look at how things are set up and which groups are advancing and which subgroups are not. Um, it's, it's sad. I mean, there's no other way. I, I would hope, like, to your point of, like, the stress carried on to a child, I would like to be in a position where some of us can freely go about and not be bothered. Uh, when I look within my own child, he is not as concerned about the same things I was coming up. But at the same time, I'm delicately trying to make him aware of why he should be. But at the same time, why should I introduce to him something that's going to break his spirit? He's a child and he's going to have a lifetime of dealing with the same rhetoric. I think amongst ourselves, we need to stop just talking about it and really putting in measures on what can we do to stop it. You know, we, we had our chance at our Black Panther movement, which left some really decent programs. You know, with, um, was it WIC, Women and Children and Infants, the breakfast programs that people participate in now, those originate around there. But most importantly, what I liked is we did what it took to support ourselves and have that support system. It's just upsetting. Again, the terrorism is right there within the structure of white supremacy. And how do you battle something like that? It's not helpful when you have. Um, these presidential candidates that are coming up and creating more storms and bringing upon more uh, racial attacks against us. Um, I don't know. What would you think would help solve some of this? Wow. It's so, it's so much. Um, Quite frankly, solving it, it doesn't lie within us. White people have to look internally and figure out um, how they use every, how they exploit every system possibly to discriminate and um, hate other people. The The source of the problem is within them. It's within their communities. It's within their spirit and their hearts. Um, so I don't know how we, but what we can do is figure out better ways to stay safe and better ways to, um, flex our muscle within this country, but solving it, um, solving it to me is their problem now. And, but also within that, it's a problem that they don't want to solve. You know, it's a problem that this, everything in this country is set up to help them. Um, it's set up to amplify their needs and their wants and their desires. So I don't know, you know, why you tear down a system that's benefiting you. They're not going to. So in that, it falls on us to figure out better ways to stay safe and better ways to also participate in um, in what what's happening in this country. And by participate, I mean things like vote, um, voting, being on these boards and commissions. I mean, we've seen what has happened, um, you know, like with Moms for Liberty and some of these groups um, that are, you know, the Southern, Southern Poverty Law. Center has said, you know, our extremist groups, um, you know, this is not some little fly by night moms group, you know, um, these people are putting um, hatred into the world. They're putting uh, division into the world. And I think some of the ways that we fight them is to fight on these boards and these commissions and these committees and be, um, be present and help 
fight some of these policies and really call them out. So the more that we call out um, some of the stuff like, you know, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, all his um, racist ideas and policies and um, the garbage that he's put out, we have to call those things out. We have to mobilize and we have to do, Leah, like you said, take care of our own communities like we've always had to. Um, we have to further that along. And and by furthering that along, we're not furthering hatred by taking care of ourselves. Like when the other communities, you know, are furthering themselves along, it's at the expense of someone. Um, so I just would like to see us really as a society, we have to get past the shock and awe of people, you know, like this, like you said, terrorist who, who did this, um, you know, we're on like a, always a constant countdown until when's the next one. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, look at all these people we're losing. Look at all these lives that are being ruined and um, we need to rise up and make demands and, and see that they're carried out. Um, and I hate to see the world devolve into being, well, American society anyway, devolve into being something where where we have even more surveillance, where we have more bars and metal to go through, um, because that doesn't seem a, a, like a great way to live. That is just putting a Band-Aid on the problem, because the problem is the people, the people that don't want to change, the people that want to hold on to their hate. So it's this double-edged sword of, you know, do you want to go through metal detectors everywhere or do you want to try to um, have a reckoning, a coming to terms with why do white people hate us to the level that they do? And when are they ever going to um, look within the reaches of their own heart? in their own mind and think about why that is and think about really what a sickness is. People talk a lot about these shootings, you know, oh, it's mental illness, it's mental health of the individual. And I say that the racism within these people is the mental illness. That is the sickness that needs to be addressed. Especially when um, we're talking about this, more of it thinks about like I'm doing a community book chat and our book of focus is learning and teaching while white. And what I love the most about the book is it just point blank points out racism is right there within our education. So when you have a system educating you on how to be racist, we all end up with all these different biases about how things should work or not. You know, myself, I've had to face some, some things and some groups that I'm a part of where I can simply ask that something be taken care of and instantly, well, that's not what. Um, you know, it, it's another message given to it. And it's like, no, I'm literally over here talking about apples and you over here talking about a box. We, you're intentionally misunderstanding me on purpose, number one, because in your biases, you don't want me to have a voice at any moment, no matter how I word it. And being able to show like in an email, here's me asking you about apples and you're choosing to focus on boxes. But within the book, Learning Teaching While White, it has really offered a lot of conversation. And I just want to make sure there's a disclaimer. When we're saying white people, we're not talking about people who are actively finding ways to combat the system. We're talking about the ones who are teaching their kids why it's okay 
to not like someone like myself or not like someone like Dana. Um, the person who may think it's okay to talk about how articulate being a black person. It's just so much stuff ingrained and layered. There's no way to teach it all other than us all deciding what we can do to um, move beyond and um, what we can do ourselves. Like, what are we actively doing? It's easy to read the book. It is going to be harder to apply the book. And um, I feel like, no, it's not something that's going to be done in maybe our lifetime. I can hope by the time my son comes up to age and he's an adult, maybe he may be on the leg that's really pushing it forward. And it's no more of us having to feel like we're just stuck. You know, you wasn't asked to come here to this country, but here we are in this country, you know, doing the work, doing the labor and then constantly stuck you know hoping that nothing happens to us so i'm ending with that thought unless dana you have more that you would like to tag on no i think this has been a really great conversation and we need to have more of them and just again condolences going out to um the families that are victims of this kind of hate and let's try to do better at figuring out ways to um, stay safe and, and to fight this. Well, thank you for those who have been tuning in and listening and letting us know when you have been missing us. What I would like to ask our listeners is if you could comment on a post or send us a message and let us know your thoughts in regards to the shootings or things that you know that maybe we as a society can start working towards. Um, this is going to take a group effort and it's going to take more than just conversations. And if you have not already, please hit or like and subscribe. And you can hear our YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, as well as on Spotify. Thank you to Two Black Women being heard.